0: You only get one shot at retirement, so you better get it right. That's why we're here to help you with income planning, investment planning, and making sure you're taking advantage of advanced tax planning. Eliminate the financial worries of tomorrow and retire with certainty today by listening to Phil Putney of AFS Wealth Management. This is the podcast for you if you need to eliminate lots of question marks that surround your current financial plan. Welcome to Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts.
1: Hey everybody, welcome into another edition of Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Thanks for tuning into the podcast as we talk with Phil Putney, CPA and Personal Financial Specialist at AFS Wealth Management, serving you in the Metro Detroit area from his office in Farmington Hills. You got questions, you got concerns, you need a little bit of help, you want to learn about some tax hacks or other retirement facts, well give Phil a jingle at 248-888-7530. That's your number to call, 248 248- 888 Eight 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 seven five three zero and Phil, welcome in. How are you this week? I am doing great. How about you, Mark? I am hanging in there, doing uh, swimming, swimmingly well, I should say. Uh, if I was doing That's any good. better, and if I was doing any better, I'd be Phil Putney. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, sir. I, I used to have a, a friend, in uh, or actually my uncle, I guess, who used to say it. He said, "Yeah, if I was doing any better, i would have to be twins." So,
1: <laughs> there you go. Nice. I like that. I want to steal that. Well, we got a great show lined up this week. I want to talk about a few different things. Actually, I want to have a little bit of, of an interesting take on fake news. If you want to come along with me on this, you know, this term has become synonymous with obviously the political landscape, but it's made its way into a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's everywhere. Now you could apply it to everything. For example, you know, here in Michigan, as lions fans, you know, we're going to simply, you know, the Packers are going to the super bowl this year. Well, we're going to say fake news. (laughs)
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah. We'll see.
1: (laughs) They're not good. they're not good enough. Right. Whatever. So it's just made its way into all of our culture it seems like. So why not? Let's see if we can bring this over to the financial space, Phil. And sure, I'm going to give you some headlines. And you tell us if you think that this you know could be legit or maybe if it's kind of fake news kind of deal. All right. All absolutely. Right. All right. So here we go. Here's the first one. This is the first headline. And this one's been around for a little while and definitely gets people's attention. And that's the headline of Social Security is Going Broke.
0: Yeah. And that's funny. That one comes up often. We actually teach a social security class at a local college here and something we deal with with clients all the time. You know, and, and when we're talking about this exact topic in the class, it's really understanding what are you hearing? I mean, it, it like any fake news, it's generally not all fake. It's putting it in perspective or taking just a portion of that headline not the whole concept right okay and are there problems around social security absolutely you know this isn't something new social security has been warning about this for years if you read your statement you know and they're talking about there's a point in time when the trust fund would be out of money doesn't mean it's going broke it says on that statement that if that happens kind of worst case scenario they're still able to pay more than two thirds of the benefit just from the money coming in. And that's how Social Security was designed as a pay as you go type system, right? You know, so that's a perfect example of fake news, you know, and unfortunately, there's people filing early, because oh, I got to get it before it's gone, right? right. I'm not going to get any Social Security. So I better get it now because it's going to be gone. And that's not the case. I mean, they're even telling you that. So well, like anything, just understand the source. And what are they trying to say? Or, you know, Is yeah, it, why, why are they telling you that?
1: Well, and I think, yeah, and this is one that's been around for a while, and I mean, some people, you'll hear some people say, oh, going broke, it's been broke, and you'll hear others say, you know, this, that, or the other, and so, I don't know, I'm of the mindset that, you know, I'm 48, I'm of the mindset that people over 50, they're probably going to be fine, I think that the status will hold there, and these are just opinions, but I think that the changes are definitely going to come down the pike at some point for people under 50.
0: Yeah, And it's, I mean, when we talk about what can they do to fix it, I mean, that's one of them. You know, I always tell my clients, yeah, those, and I, I usually say late 50s, early 60s or beyond, you're probably not going to see a change, right. right? And they don't have to. The reality is for that younger generation, yeah, it's probably got to change. And life expectancy is one of the biggest pieces, right? When mm-hmm, they first mm-hmm. instituted Social Security and then what the full retirement is today, they've only moved that bar two years. Right? You think What's, life expectancy's done over the last- you know, yeah, since 1935, it's, it's, moved it's gone up, up a lot. way more than yeah. two years, mm-hmm. you know, so <laughs> they haven't kept up the times with their calculations and there's enough they can do to fix it. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, you hear so many people say a lot of times it seems like just the easiest fix would be to take that age demographic, whatever it is, under 50, whatever, and say, look, there's no more 62. It's 65, period. That's the first time you can turn it on. And you hear those calculations and numbers that just doing something like that, pushing it back three years would fund it for like another hundred, you know, or whatever. So,
0: right. I mean, yeah, there's because all people don't realize that when they're running the math to figure out when is it going to run out of the trust fund and all this. They're using the structure exactly as it is today and the whole demographic that's approaching or paying into Social Security, meaning the college graduate that just came out and got their first full-time job and started paying in. they're running the math and saying, okay, by 67, now we have to figure out, can we pay them 100% of their benefit, which is mathematically today what they're entitled to.
1: Yeah. So a lot of… Oh, go ahead, Phil.
0: They're probably going to live to 110 years old. You know, who knows? <laughs> yeah, baby yeah, that's, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, it can be. It's an interesting concept for sure. Well, and so you kind of see where we're going with this, folks, here on the podcast. So kind of these headlines that may or may not be fake news. But I like Phil's way of putting that. A lot of times, any headline's got a little bit of actuality into it. It's just a matter of how they're framing it. So how about this one? This one always kind of cracks me up, too, Phil. Fake news or not, the crash of the dollar is imminent, so buy gold now.
0: Yeah, it's exactly. And then, you know, like I say, with any fake news or, you know, you're looking at these, you got to look at the source, you know, and usually when you see that, it's ultimately, it's almost an advertisement. Yeah, right. by they're, somebody they're selling that's gold, selling yeah. kind of a, you know, some kind of gold funder, you know, they're a gold broker. Gold is a great hedge against the dollar. Absolutely. And probably makes sense to have maybe a little bit of it. But when I'm looking at this, I mean, if that is really your concern, you're wanting to buy gold because it's a hedge against the dollar then you can't own that gold inside an investment because having an ETF, it's a gold ETF. There's no gold there and you can't get it. If that's your concern, you better hold physical coins and have some, that's probably not a bad idea. You know, you can have a few of those in a safe deposit box just for that kind of scenario. Gotcha. But putting everything you own in gold because the dollar is going to crash I think you're going to be surprised at what happens because gold is a pretty volatile investment long-term, you know? So just yeah. be careful. It's like we talked about diversification before. It's, right. it's about having a blend. It, it probably does have a place, small portion in your portfolio, but don't, do everything in gold, buy everything in gold just because, oh, the dollar is going to be, you know,
1: it's, yeah. it's going to crack. Well, what cracks me up about those ads, too, is how do they want to get paid? Well, they want to get paid in dollars, so they shouldn't. <laughs> be, they're no, not, they're not too right, worried about right. it. <laughs> so it's just a matter of the framework of how you want to put it. But yeah, I yeah. think, you know, having precious metals as a portion of, a, you know, again, like anything, any asset class, you know, you don't want to get too heavily weighted in any one direction. OK, so nursing home costs poised to bankrupt millions of Americans. What do you think about this one?
0: Well, in this one, I mean, there's some truth to it. I mean, the the reality is uh, we are living longer, like it or not. and It's a discussion we have with clients all the time as we start to look at financial planning and structures around Social Security and options. I mean, life expectancy is one of those pieces that we have to look at. And as we live longer, unfortunately, our bodies and minds aren't keeping up with it, let's say, right? I mean, so they break down and there's more of a need. So Mm -hmm. nursing home cost is always something that we – look at when we're putting a plan together to stress test to see, okay, if that were to happen, how does that affect your plan? Again, like any financial decision though, you can't base everything just on that. You know, you've got to look at it in light of everything else. Do you have hedges in place to cover nursing home costs? You know, how are you going to cover that? I think it's a very prudent thing to do when you're planning, you know, but taking the headline and then, you know, all of a sudden, Forsaking retirement, so to speak. Okay, now I can't spend and have an enjoyable retirement because I've got to make sure I've got set up for a nursing home. Probably not a good idea. Right. You know, unless right. that's what you're really concerned with is those last five or so years of life and you want to make sure you're well taken care of there. You know, if it's a hedge you've got to make sure you're you're looking at, but take it in perspective.
1: Well, going through the planning process, if you were addressing this, you would hopefully not put yourself into that position. I think a headline like that where you're talking about bankrupting millions of Americans could be if you're just totally ignoring this, if you're putting your head in the sand and saying it's not going to happen to me, then, yeah, that chance becomes higher. But if you're planning ahead of time, Absolutely. you know, right? I mean, it's all, it's all yep. about making a plan.
0: And that's why we do the process we do with clients and walking through that plan first of showing kind of these stress tests. We do the same from a life expectancy. What happens if you don't live to that full life expectancy and pass away early? How does that affect your plan? Yeah. You know, and again, it's about understanding that risk and then is it worth insuring or can you afford to insure it and putting it in perspective in your plan? Yeah. You know, it's something to look at, but don't just like the gold, don't take everything and just buy that. Oh, I (laughs) got to protect against long term care now and forsake everything else because. It's not probably going to work really well for you.
1: Yeah, it's not the zombie apocalypse. You don't need gold in order to survive. That's right. right? That's right. <laughs> and my dad used to tell me if uh, he passed away when he was uh, sixty-three, when I was about twenty-three, and he used to say, you know, if that was to ever be the case, he's like, I think you'd do better with you know butter and bullets than you would just actual gold anyway. <laughs> so you never well, know. exactly. You know, I yeah, don't see. Sh- I, mean, I don't see shaving. Think
0: about it. it was like, okay, how are you going to spend this? Right. Are yeah, you going to shave
1: off a chunk? You know, like you know what? How are you going to do that? So I don't know. Kind of funny stuff. <laughs>
0: My, my thought with that has always been okay. So if you have all this gold and you're going to spend it, how you, you know you don't want to let people know you have it because <laughs> right. if it's, it's, if that's another whole like problem. Worth anything and you've got all this gold, then you're going to be high on that target list. Yeah, so, you right. Know, you're not going to want to spend it then. Uh, yeah. So it's just yeah. It's a funny if you really start to think of that whole. Th- thought through, it, it doesn't play out well. No, it doesn't. Yeah, Either you, way. Could,
1: you could go down the rabbit hole for sure. Maybe we'll have fun on a future yep. podcast with something like that. All right. So our final one, fake news type of headline or just attention grabbing. Anyway, we would be remiss if we didn't do, you know, market crash soon. You know, I mean, every five yep. minutes, it seems yep. like we're getting that.
0: Yeah. And, and, and again, I mean, there's some reality in that, right? I mean, if you look at market cycles and kind of where we're in, we're in the, the longest, longest run in the market we've had. Yeah. Historically, right? So we're, we're hitting the top. We've never seen this before. A market kind of want to say a crash, but a correction. Absolutely. It, it has to at some point. That's what markets do. They move in this bull and bear back and forth cycle. So at some point, we are going to see some kind of a correction. Does that mean sell everything and put it in cash today? No, because you probably can't guess when that's going to be. But you have to have a plan in place to make sure you're hedging against that.
1: Yeah. Well, you your know, time horizon we, factors into that too, right, Phil?
0: Huge, huge. And that's, you know, we work we work with a lot of retirees and, and how we do this is we position money in buckets from a timeline standpoint. We have some and we call our soon bucket that we take very low risk on because we're spending that money and we can't afford to have it go down. But we have a later bucket that is more long-term growth oriented. It's going to have some volatility. We have time to ride through, you know, so at the end of the day, it's you have to watch your reaction to it. It's all about how you're using it and positioning it. At some point, we're going to see a correction. None of us know when that's going to be, though. You know, but as long as you have a plan in place to hedge against that, you're fine. Don't let it worry you.
1: Well, we see we have a lot of people, especially at this length of this bull run, saying, you know, okay, it's definitely maybe worth having, you know, a stress test run or having a risk tolerance run to kind of find out, are you too heavily weighted for your time horizon? You're 60, 60 versus 45, totally different animal, right?
0: Yep, yep. You don't have time anymore before you're gonna to have to start taking the money because you need it, or the IRS says you have to because it's required minimum yeah. distributions and you're 70 and a half. So yeah,
1: yeah. I mean yeah, it's, so you
0: just yeah. have to make sure you've got a plan in place back to that plan. You know, how right. are you gonna hedge against when this happens? Because we know it's gonna happen. You know, historically, somebody 20, 30 years in retirement, they're probably gonna see two to three bull bear market cycles. Yeah. You know, so it's not anything new, it's not something we haven't seen before. How does it affect you this time?
1: Well, it, you know, it's it's just like being if you're out in Vegas, it's the same kind of thing. At some point, if you're up, you may want to consider taking yep. some of that off the table. And if you're getting closer to retirement and you are a little bit worried about this 10-year bull run, maybe it's worth having a conversation with Phil, having some numbers run to say, hey, maybe we need to pull a little bit off the table and get a little more conservative in these areas, so on and so forth. But again, it's all about the plan. It's all about the strategy and how they factor in together. And that's our topic this week, our main topic on how fake news may or may not impact your finances and your decisions. And we're going to wrap up the program with an email question from Roberta in Novi. And Roberta says, Phil, I'm a big believer in my company's future, my current company. And so the majority of my 401k is invested in company stock. I understand that I'm not diversified, but is that okay? Because I know and believe in this company so well.
0: You know, that's an interesting question because it's something I deal with with clients a lot where they've worked for a company for many years, you know, That's some tough, 30 yeah. years plus, yeah. and you know, that company inside, I don't you've seen it go up and down in the market, but at the end of the day, probably not a good idea. You know yeah. I mean? Cause there's, even though it's a great company, the reality of the value of how the market views a company and the true value and in, in what they're doing isn't always aligned. Um, and in fact, this, it's an interesting topic because this is a discussion I'm having with my son right now. He hmm. got his first job out of high or out of college working at Stryker medical, great company you know, and he's putting money in the 401k and investing in stock there. And they offer a, a stock purchase plan at a discount like many companies do. And, you know, so he's getting all excited and thinking, oh, I'm going to start putting a bunch of money in that stock because I can get it at a discount. Right, you know? and right. I'm, I'm just warning him, same thing, be careful. You know, I don't want to see you 10, 15 years down the road with 50, 60, 70% of your money in Striker, even though it's a great company, you got to be careful, yeah. right? So yeah. it's, it's all back to diversification.
1: Well, I don't want to be necessarily a a doomsayer here, Roberta, but I do believe in trying to part of my job as the host is to play a little bit of devil's advocate here. And and I immediately read a question like that. And I think, well, A, you're not, well, we don't know, I guess, but I'm assuming you're not on the board of directors. So how well do you know the company? And then B, you know, I mean, you just have to go Enron. I mean, that's pretty much all you have to say sometimes. Absolutely. And
0: say, look, look historically what happened.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I mean, so like if anything, Phil, is it, should we treat things like that? Like we do other asset classes where we say, say, a certain percentage, even if you really believe in it, is it 5%? Is it 10%? Is it 15? Like, you know, what's the thought there?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get into the 10 to 15%. I mean, that's a pretty heavily weighted okay. segment of your overall portfolio and in any one company specifically, gotcha. much less right. an asset class. You gotcha. So, okay. You know, and then the other part of that whole equation too, is a lot of times those people might even have a pension that's tied to that company. And, and if you start very to true. look at all those pieces, I mean, they've got a very big chunk of their retirement tied to one company. There's a lot of risk in that.
1: Very true. Well, great question, Roberta. Thank you so much. Hopefully you didn't get too upset there with just kind of uh, poking the bear a little bit, just to kind of give you some things to think about. But if you got questions, you got concerns, you feel as though that you are maybe too weighted, you want to get a risk analysis done, a risk tolerance done, or a Social Security maximization, or some of the things we kind of touched on through these conversations today with our fake news topic. Give Phil a jingle at 248-888-7530. That's 248-888-7530. Share the podcast with family or friends let them know to check out phil's tax hacks and other retirement facts uh, you'll be able to find us on apple Podcasts, google play itunes iheart stitcher it'll be added to phil's websites coming soon you'll be able to find us there check out past episodes all that good kind of stuff so make sure you give us a like give us a share and so on and so forth and phil thanks for your time my friend i hope you have a great week and i look forward good to course. talking to you it. soon you too absolutely and uh, we'll see you next time here on phil's tax hacks and other retirement facts with phil Putney. bye-bye